Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, January 4th. A compelling vision. Today's scripture reading is found in Galatians chapter 1, verses 13 through 24, from the Message Translation, which reads, I'm sure that you've heard the story of my earlier life when I lived in the Jewish way. In those days, I went all out in persecuting God's church. I was systematically destroying it. I was so enthusiastic about the traditions of my ancestors that I advanced head and shoulders above my peers in my career. Even then, God had his eye on me. Why, when I was still in my mother's womb, he chose and called me out of sheer generosity. Now he has intervened and revealed his son to me so that I might joyfully tell non-Jews about him. Immediately after my calling, without consulting anyone around me and without going up to Jerusalem to confer with those who were apostles long before I was, I got away into Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus, but it was three years before I went up to Jerusalem to compare stories with Peter. I was there only 15 days, but what days they were. Except for our master's brother James, I saw no other apostles. I'm telling you the absolute truth in this. Then I began my ministry in the regions of Syria and Cilicia. After all that time and activity, I was still unknown by face among the Christian churches in Judea. There was only this report. The man who once persecuted us is now preaching the very message he used to try to destroy. And they worship God because of me. This is God's word. A compelling vision. That's what drove Paul to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what redirected his focus and dramatically altered his trajectory from inquisitor visiting torture and death to an ambassador of healing and hope. One compelling vision. I saw a light, he exclaimed years later, trying to account for the change. As Mary Magdalene encapsulated her own dramatic change and her imagined conversation with a bewildered Nicodemus in The Chosen, I was one way, and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. In her case, in that imagined storyline, it was that decisive moment when Jesus utters her real name and then proceeds to speak what had been her long-buried life verse over her. No matter how her faith and devotion might ebb and flow, she remained anchored and changed in that moment. So with Paul in his own telling of the story, I was one way, and now I am completely different, and the thing that happened in between was him. He saw a light, and it blinded him, paralyzed him. It left him shrouded in darkness for three days without food or drink as he waited. Talk about an unaccommodating master. And then he heard the voice, though it was ultimately just a voice, a human voice through whom the voice spoke, saying, Brother Saul, owning him in the first three syllables, Brother Saul. His eyes were touched, the scales fell, baptismal waters engulfed, and now he was completely different. And no matter how life or his faith or his courage might ebb and flow, 
That moment remained his personal catalyst, the compelling vision that called him out and pressed him forward. From the desert solitude of Arabia, to the hostile synagogues of Jerusalem, to the far reaches of Asia and the very shores of Europe. The compelling vision, the pivot pointing to a new end game, a new destination. Question is, have we had one yet? Have we had a compelling vision? Have we experienced that personal pivot pointing us to a new end game, a new destination? If we haven't, where might we find it? And if we have, what in the world are we doing with it? So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, well, how about it? What is your compelling vision? Have you had one yet, or are you still waiting for it? Where might you find it? And once found, what will you do with it? Or better, just what might it do with you? Lord, let me not be disobedient to the heavenly vision, at least once I've had one. Let me not grow weary as I wait for it, for that pivoting moment, or perhaps just the next pivoting moment. Let me not seek to rush or manufacture it, no premature labor, no Braxton Hicks false starts. Let me wait for it even as I anticipated, letting it find me in the most unexpected time and place as I simply go about my father's business or letting it stop me dead in my tracks when it's another's business I seek. Find me, pursue me relentlessly, that I may relentlessly pursue you. Through your mercies, 